your weather girl. Uh-huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen. Get ready for your lonely girls and leave those umbrellas at home. All right. It's raining. Ben. Yeah. And I never get tired of my own jingles. That is my favorite jingle ever. <laughs> oh, actually, that's, that's a bit of a teaser there because there's another one coming up later in the show, another brand new jingle. I'm thinking a new jingle every show might be the new thing. That sounds wise. Very wise. Yeah, well, let's leap in and just say uh, this is It's Raining Ben, as you were told earlier. Uh, but not only is it raining Ben, not only are the clouds gathering to deliver me, uh, they're also delivering Ella. Ella. <laughs> Nice, nice chorus I effect. I to say it myself. <laughs> yeah. So, hello, Ella. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. Is this your first time doing things like this, Ella? It is. Mm. Yes. Nervous? Very. Oh, don't be. My hands are slightly sweaty. Yeah, nice. Well, the thing about uh, nerves is it gives you um, powerful performance juice. So you'll be fine. <laughs> That's what's leaking out of your hands. You've got an abundance of... I think I'll just move on. This isn't going to Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to do as I always do, you all know this, uh, is play a song. So, one to five, what do you think? Well, I have, I have to choose a number between one and five. Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's go two. Ah, good choice. Okay. <laughs> it's the most mellow and depressing of the bunch. Oh, great. It's okay. Here we go. Yeah, so that was Tom York off a generally ignored little thing he did. I say that, it's Tom York. It wasn't that ignored. Did you enjoy that? I did, actually. I haven't heard of him before. You haven't heard of Tom? Oh, it's Radiohead, is Tom York. That's oh. the same guy. Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, Your dad will be turning in his um, chair that he oh, works I in. Oh, I know. A disappointment. Mm. That's true. If anyone's local, they might know uh, that Ella's famous father... And famous mother, actually, now, of course, via the uh, Time House Museum and Narnia. Yeah. Two iconic moments. So you've got a lot to live up to. Oh, thank you. Does that make it better? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Let's make it better uh, with some questions. Now, usually, uh, at this point in the show, I ask people questions from a wonderful website called Buzz Kenya. You may have heard this happen with some people you know. Uh, This time, I've got a slightly different source. I'm going to keep it secret just because I think that'll make it more interesting. Um... Yeah, these are kind of, uh, well, I wouldn't say they're questions, the usual thing is they're questions to make you comfortable. I wouldn't say that's what these are, but they're questions to make you interesting. <laughs> is that useful? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, I'm excited for this. Okay, Sounds so, interesting. Um, first, I'm just going to play the jingle I've made for the, today, uh, just oh, to get brilliant. things going. This is the jingle uh, for Ella. Ella's on the radio. Yep. I forgot about that bit. Is that your voice? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I took uh that was the second take. Um the lyrics were written during the first take and then the second take was slightly more in time. I so, love it. I'd like a copy of it. That's okay, you can have in fact here's a copy. This is the first take. Ella's on. The radio, did no one tell you, 
Didn't you know? Slightly more creepy. Oh. Yeah. The radio. There you go. Yeah. That's how the uh, last line was invented because I ran out of lines. Too many cigarettes and a lot of whiskey. Yeah. That's the look I go for. Yeah. And the sound. Uh, Yeah. So here's the first question. Yeah, far away. Would you prefer to have the power to make anything slightly warmer or slightly colder? Oh. Hmm. Anything. Oh, see, I don't like things if they're lukewarm. Hmm. So I prefer them to be really hot or really cold. Uh, that's true. I mean, this is, I suppose this is slightly to either side of lukewarm. This is mm. the sort of higher or lower end of lukewarm. Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, I think I will say on the colder side, mm. slightly, slightly colder. What's the thinking there? I'm thinking weather-wise. Mm. I'm not really, although Australian, I'm not really suited for hot weather. So mm. I think I prefer things to be slightly cooler. So on a warm day. Irish, Scottish roots. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. yes. This is true. So it'd be the ability to, yeah, slightly, just slightly improve things. I mean, I guess when it says anything, that would include you. So that's true. You could slightly be able to control your temperature like a, what's that animal? Like a, some kind of amphibian or lizard or something. Mm. I know it's they can't control their temperature. Yeah, actually, Science. no, I'm happy with going a little bit cooler because I mm. also blush very easily. Uh, so I'd like, it, like to be able to have more control over that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that was a solid answer. Um, one more question. Uh, uh, two, three more questions. If you had a false thumb, <laughs> what would you keep hidden in it? What would I keep hidden in it? Yeah. Oh. Um... I mean, obviously, the false thumb in this situation, I'm imagining it to be quite a realistic false thumb. So you don't have to also deal with the fact that you've got an evidently false thumb. What would I keep hidden in it? So yeah. it's... So it's just, it's hollow. Yeah, imagine you've got your thumb in front of you, which you do. Yeah. Uh, you Got take it. your thumb and you can just pluck it off. And right. then inside there, there's some kind of capsule. Hmm. I think probably like a little Swiss army knife or something. That's very <laughs> Something sensible. practical, like yeah, with yeah. little nail clippers and uh-huh. I mean, my false thumb. In this case, I suppose you could say, all right, does say, what would you keep hidden inside it? I guess it isn't if you could keep anything hidden inside mm. it. Because obviously then you could say evidence of christ or something i mean you could have right. anything in there oh i but, see yeah well i don't know i don't know i mean i could be being presumptuous uh it does say what would you keep hidden inside of it so i guess this has to be within the realms of things that you have available yeah. to you yeah hmm. yeah okay in that case swiss Army life might be the only good answer yeah considering the size of like a that, thumb yeah that would be pretty badass <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah it would it would make uh for a comfortable uh, icebreaker if someone just needed a Swiss army yeah. knife and you were like a like a terrible superhero yeah <laughs> yeah Thamela's here Th- Thumbelina yeah sort of worked didn't it yeah sort of uh which is your favorite chess piece and why I don't play chess mm. I think I've only played chess once in my life I was actually speaking to Sam about that mm. um previous guest yeah. of its raining Ben so I I couldn't tell you. I I mean, what is that? King, queen. Yeah, that's two of them. Horn. Yeah. I don't know Keep any going. others. <laughs> Bet you can do at least one more. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, you've got why, three to pick from chess? then. I want to know where this question came from. I get the impression that there's supposed to be uh, an idea that it reveals something about your character. I see. Because it's how you play the game okay. or it's the piece you relate to most. 
So if I chose king, mm, that would say a lot. What would? Uh, well, the king uh, has no ability to attack really outside of very immediate self-defense. Has a one-block limit on movement around it. Okay. It can go in any direction, but of course, is the integral piece. So while it's not an aggressor, it is uh, the only piece you need to keep to keep playing the game. So without it, essential. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with king. Okay. Essential and non-violent. That's ever. Yes. Uh, one final question: uh, Would you rather have wheels on your feet that allowed you to travel anywhere up to seventy miles an hour, or a helicopter rotor on your back, which would mean you could fly anywhere within a twenty-mile radius before re- refueling is required? Oh, God, these are difficult questions. Mm. Well, I don't ask easy ones. Okay, so it's wheels on my feet, mm. or basically helicopter sort of thing on my back yeah with also the caveat that the uh helicopter has a fairly limited range of, of travel only 20 miles hmm. i think i'll go for the first one okay so you probably basically be a car person yeah i guess there's also the aspect to consider about your visual because if there are wheels on your feet i suppose yeah. that's not that intrusive to your life yeah i think i think that could be quite easily concealed mm, whereas a helicopter rotor on your back yeah you'd attract a lot of attention it's hard to guess what kind of circumference you'd need, or diameter, sorry, on the blades for it to be able to lift yeah, you. Probably not exactly. that high. So maybe you could tuck it under a coat. I feel like there'd be much more ma- maintenance than that. Mm, spooning would be hard. Yeah. Unless you were always the biggest spoon. Yes. Unless you prefer to be the biggest spoon. Yeah. In which case you've got an excuse. And then no interference. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No one wanted spooning because <laughs> of the helicopter blade. Yes. Yeah. No one wanted back So I'll, I'll go with wheels. And also, mm. then you could have, you could make your wheels really stylish. Ah, uh, true. You could pimp, pimp your wheels. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You want to conceal the rotor blade, but you want to show off the wheels. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. What color would you go for? Well, hmm. I mean, if, you're, you're generally monochrome. This is the thing. I am. Mm. Yes, you have mentioned that before. So, mm. I mean, I think I'd have to go black. But then I could, you know, put some white polka dots on it or something ah, like that that's I true. could jazz it up a bit so you don't see a lot of white tires actually or in fact anything apart from I think grey so yeah. I guess that's not really well, much of an observation they get, they get dirty quite easy don't they oh, of course to hide yeah. the dirt mm-hmm. see, I think you learn on this show oh yes uh, I guess we should probably play a song um, would you should. like to be the person who plays the song oh yeah um, that's okay should I introduce it uh, yeah I think you should yeah okay this is a classic this is try a little tenderness by Otis Redding. Oh. And there we go. Play. There we go. So that was Otis Redding, I believe. Please tell me I got that right. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Aha. And this is more Otis Redding. Don't worry, I'll just fade it out. It might look like deliberate. Yes, yeah, that was deliberate. And this remains Otis Redding. Welcome to the Otis Redding Hour with Ben and Ella. This is 102.5 FM Sound Art Radio, and you're listening to the very best of Otis Redding, or at least some of Otis Redding. And now, you're not. So, Ella, uh, I think we should, uh, well, we've done some things to introduce you. Uh, maybe we should introduce the fact that you're an illustrator. I am. Mm, so you agree with that? 
Yes. That's good. That's a good step. I've only recently started actually saying that I'm a writer and I'm still saying it with the caveat of I'm trying to be a writer. Yeah, I often Hmm. say I often can't define what I am. So I just sort of say loads of things like, yeah, I I do illustration and graphic design and I also do this and that. Yeah, the I do is a a common um, prefix for the whole thing. The uh, Yeah, I do these things. Hopefully someone will care at some point. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel people care? I hope so. Mm. Um, it's a tough thing to feel. I'm not sure yeah. anyone really gets super sure of that, even if they've got oodles of fans. I mean, you're probably, you're Instagramming, correct? Yes. I feel um, that's a good system. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really good exposure and also inspiration because you see loads of other artists who wouldn't otherwise be recognized. Mm. And um, it's, yeah, well, I'm hoping it's, it's like, it seems like it's one of those places where you can get at least some sense of feedback from the world the sense that people go even if it's a very momentary thing to do to like a thing or share a mm-hmm. thing it happens and then i say this because my partner's an illustrator so it's nice to know that people out there can go yeah keep going you're good yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I was speaking to her about that about the fact that being an illustrator or a creative in general a lot of the time it can be quite isolating mm-hmm. so to have a community an online community in the sense of in Instagram, mm-hmm. it sort of brings you out of that creative shell. Exactly. That's so infamous. Oh, yes, that's where I live. Um, this is the one hour a week I get out of the shell to come and talk to people who aren't, in fact, there. They're just sort of theoretical. If you are out there, please let me know. <laughs> please like me. Make us feel loved. Yeah. But you brought up the uh, topic of exposure, which is lucky because I had something to propose. Um, now, you're on this show. You're aware of this show, obviously. Uh, this show has some some branding. I made it on the internet uh, using a, um, a graffiti logo generator. So it's superb. Uh, but it probably could do with a bit of rebranding. So I was thinking, would you like to maybe do some illustration uh, for free without payment for the sake yeah. of the exposure? Of course, yeah. Well, that's sure. it. I assumed every illustrator would be happy to work for free for the sake of the exposure. So... <laughs> Oh, I think I see where you're going with this. Where do you think I'm going with this? I think you're going... Well, I know that I've had previous conversations with your partner about how people often take advantage of that. Yes, quite rightly as well. And use that line quite frequently. Mm. Well, that's the thing. I think it's only fair. Because if you... uh, Well, I assume you like doing illustration. Yeah. I see. So you've signed your own death warrant there. Uh, it's, It's only right... I would say, as a, as a person who isn't an illustrator and wants illustrations, that you should just, um, well, you know, get on and do them for free. Don't you agree? <laughs> I think I hear a hint of sarcasm in your voice. I think you're reading into it too much. I think you're just lo- you're looking for what you want to find. You're, you're hoping that I'm being sarcastic because then I wouldn't be a terrible person. But the yes. sad truth of it is. Mm. Yeah, it's, mm. um, it's, it's a hard life, you know. You've got to... I think the hardest thing as a creative person is being able to say no to people who want you to do stuff for free but mm. don't necessarily deserve it. I mean, if a friend asked me to do something for them, I I would often do it for free. Mm. Um, it's when people get shocked at you wanting payment for yeah. something you've put a lot of time and effort into. Yeah. That's when That's when you have to learn to be assertive and I think I'm, I'm still learning how to do that I think everyone well I mean this is the reason why seemingly people stop working for small clients most of the time because small clients mm. don't understand and it's understandable because 
They're just talking to you as a human being. Whereas the great thing about depersonalized big companies is they talk to you like depersonalized big companies, which is kind of ideal because then you just get to say money and they go, okay. And it's all very simple. Yeah. People want to have conversations. Yeah. It's people. And they don't, they don't teach you this stuff in uni either. Mm. Um, I mean, I wouldn't particularly know because I'm not in uni, but I think I do know that <laughs> just no, from I being believe, in the education I system. that is true. Yeah, my friend who's now quite uh, quite a big deal in his own little way as an illustrator, um, he's, yeah, he had to just find out. He had to just work for some small people and go, you know what, actually, uh, no, 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 no. It's just it's twice as much work for half as much money, which is unfortunately... Indeed, yeah. it is. Yeah, I guess we should probably play another song. We'll come back in a moment with more uh, well, more powerful satire. Uh, for now, let's listen to this sound. I'm going to give. Uh, so, Ella's uh, revealed to me that she has biscuits. I do. Mm. Oh, I didn't get them in the break. No, I thought that's... I was. I could have told you to do that, but I thought yeah. it'd be more interesting to get them live on air. Yeah. More drama. Oh, should I go get them now? Yeah, why not? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, this is the sound be of biscuits right being got. Actually, I'll probably fill it with some other kind of sounds. It'll be the backdrop. will be biscuits getting got. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, the first instance of a brand new item. I love an item, and I love a brand new item. Because you don't have to think about them as much. This is Biscuit Corner. I'll say it again, that's Biscuit Corner. Last week we had mentions of biscuits. This is the thing that's happened here. Ella brought biscuits. Last week there were jokes about biscuits. It's a developing theme. You have to follow the themes. I'm back with the biscuits. Back with the biscuits. So this is Biscuit Corner, uh, the first official edition, the second unofficial one. Can you describe the biscuits for us? Well, they look very fancy, but it's deceiving um, because it's from a very well-known chain. It's their own brand. I'm glad you're avoiding buzz marketing. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's Belgian chocolate chunk and orange cookies. Uh, you know if the title is long that it's one of the uh, the best or what's the one? Truly Irresistible or I'm running out of uh, superior brands. Oh, yeah. Do you want to... Do you want to guess what words they've used for the description of the biscuits? I'm going to assume the phrase crunchy is in there. Probably Close. the word irresistible. Yes. Um, um, delicious, maybe? No. no. They're probably too extreme. We've already had irresistible. That's, yeah, that's irresistible. We've had irresistible. Think of the, the texture, maybe, mm. of Crumbly? the chocolate. Oh. Yes. Crumbly's in there? Crumbly's in there. Okay. And the, and the chocolate as well. Um, mm, smooth? Yep, yep. <laughs> well, this is... Yeah, uh, I know I should work in marketing, well, yeah. but I don't want to. They're being very original here. So they've got irresistibly crumbly with smooth smooth chunks of Belgian dark chocolate and Brazilian orange oil. I know, I feel terrible for the fact that... Uh, this is going to sound mean for anyone who works in the industry. I don't really mean that. You're, I'm sure, a wonderful writer, all you people I'm talking to, possibly. But it must just get very boring. You must be like, oh, is it one of those? Okay, well, I guess here's what you wanted. No... 
smooth and irresistible mm. yet again. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, there was a, a study I saw where they showed how the quality of food is almost directly um, in, what's the word, reverse relationship, inverse inverse proportion to the, uh, inverse relationship to uh, the amount of uh, descriptors used. So mm. good food says something cheese with something, 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 something. Whereas uh, bad food says uh, adjective cheese with adverb something with adjective, with adjective, right. with adjective. The power of language. Well, it's trying too hard, basically. Yeah. I think that's the suggestion. Well, I was, uh, I can't remember. There was a program on TV that I was watching about uh, the packaging of water. Mm. Um, and it was a test to basically see how people would react to different uh, packaging of water when it's the simplest, yeah. simplest thing. That I'm assuming the word natural and fresh. Yeah, natural, full of electrolytes. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, healthy, good for you, zero mm. calories. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's water. Yeah, and oh. it essentially all comes from the same place, goes through the mm. same system. It mm. just has one has prettier packaging than the other. I've heard the same angle made with vodka um, in terms of the zero calories thing rather than mm. the, uh, you know, um, great for you thing. But um, I don't think it's true. I'm not, the, I, I said this to somebody who actually knew about things and he said, yeah, that's almost definitely because that's what you convert alcohol into is is, is calories, which mm. is how you can, you know, if you're not to be, if you're an alcoholic, um, you can survive on alcohol to a degree. You can, you know, all the various things in drinks, but also the alcohol itself will give you calories. So, yeah. Uh, but this, and also, number fact number two, you almost always drink it with a big sugary glass of sugar. Yes, that's true. I didn't think about that. Part. Unless you're just a neat vodka drinker, in which case, I don't know. I don't, frankly, I don't know. I don't know about having zero calories. I assume that we just have less than others. Yes. I mean, uh, maybe less than, I don't know, schnapps. Yeah. <laughs> Probably less than Sambuca. Yes. That's enough, isn't it? So, uh, should we open? Yeah. Do I, should I get the sound of the oh, unwrapping? Oh, yeah, This is, this is like, great radio. This is, okay. I don't know if that's. Oh, that was deep. That was I nice. I can hear that. Oh, here we go. This is the crackly part. Thank God for so much packaging. Oh, no, they're a lot paler than they are on the packaging. I'm quite disappointed with that. That's our first step of the review. Okay, so appearance. Yes. One to ten. Uh, well, okay, there's a lot of chocolate chunks in, in mm. there, which I have to give them, you know, that earns them at least a five. Yeah. Um, but on the packaging. Yeah. They're golden. Mm, They're they, bronze. They push the orange up in that image yeah. generally. Would you, would you like to... Yes, indeed. One? Thank you. Let's do it. We thought biscuit corner might be interesting because everyone's got an opinion on biscuits. Well, we're always doing it with beer, so... It's true. And, you know, being pretentious and finding those mm. small notes in beer. So mm. I feel like we could do that with a cookie. Yeah, I was going to get uh, our fellow colleague Josh to do this with some crisps uh, when, <laughs> I, when I was lacking things to do, but then we ran out of time. So this is the return of that... Yeah. Idea. Okay, so on three. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. They are crumbly. They are crumbly. They've advertised that right. Mm. Mm. And I can say for sure it is smooth. To a, almost to a fault, the chocolate is smooth. I feel like they've probably, mm -hmm. they've probably done something to the chocolate to make it smoother than it should be. Okay. These actually taste pretty good. Yep. Yeah, okay. Although the color is a letdown. I'm getting orange. This is turning to Bake mm. Off. <laughs> yeah. I could be a Paul Hollywood. So, yeah. Mm. I think, okay, orange, for sure. 
chocolate just about obviously yeah. yeah yeah i feel like there's a good chocolate to biscuit ratio i think it, it does taste like pseudo chocolate though you know you know when chocolate's only really there in as an impression of chocolate rather than bringing the real chocolate story oh really a little bit i think a lot of chocolate isn't really chocolatey though so i think that's not exactly fair to criticize this you know what i mean like dairy well, that's milk. a pretty controversial mm. um comment then i think it comes from not really liking uh chocolate um in the usual form it came in and then being surprised when i discovered chocolatier chocolate so mm. like i'm not chocolatier that's the person who makes chocolate but maybe that <laughs> works mm. uh, you know well like dairy milk and stuff yeah you know it's not really it's sort of chocolate flavored um milk product with I guess lots that of, goes for a lot of things it's just a cheaper mm. option most of the time isn't exactly, it? exactly exactly uh yeah our, another one of our fellow colleagues uh, gary brought in some extraordinarily expensive pure single estate fancy 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 chocolate. yes okay well i spent one pound fifty so i'm not comparing uh that would be unfair <laughs> you know. uh, and i would never spend the amount of money he spent on that tiny piece of chocolate on chocolate but it was interesting because he went oh it's like the first time you have nice coffee you kind of go Oh, right, that's the... That's what it tastes like. Oh, actually, yes, because as, I mean, do you have a chance to appreciate Australian coffee before you... Yes, mm. yes. I think Australia and Italy are the best places mm. for coffee. England, I mean, England isn't terrible. We'll it's just there. they they do slack a bit on it. Yeah, often. I think we've sort of, we've taken the um, Costa and Starbucks approach to coffee as our starting point. So mm. we sort of, we, we think we've got there. And we haven't quite yet. I think we've sort of been like, oh, we've got coffee. No, not, not some places, but you know what I mean? It's, I think we've sort of got waylaid on the route to good coffee. I agree. Taking a detour. Yeah, I do. Mm. I miss Australian coffee. Mm. Australia, uh, coffee made in Australia. This actually leads us on quite nicely to our uh, following uh, topic. I've got a jingle for this. Usually I play it when the oh, person chooses love a topic. A good jingle. But let's just, it's a jingle theme this week. So. Uh, this is the uh, poorly produced jingle for when somebody has a topic. Topic master. That's all right, isn't it? Oh, that's eerie. Yeah, I know. The uh, fuzz there is because I accidentally exported it 8-bit. That's it for the tech nerds out there. Let's hear it again. Topic master. Crackle, crackle, crackle. Hmm. So, uh, topic master. I was thinking, as you've mentioned, you're Australian. <clears throat> if people hadn't noticed. Um... And we were thinking this morning that as an immigrant, which is basically what you are, let's be honest here, you have... You have I a, am a British citizen. <laughs> I am a legal immigrant. Oh, uh, we don't have... There's no such thing as a British citizen anymore, uh, unless you were born here um, 300 years ago, ideally to one of the members of the royal family and maybe with a... Okay. We can probably accept gentry. I was not born here, but my parents are both <laughs> from here and I have... I was, Thinking. I probably have more British and Scottish blood in me than you do. I know. Who, everyone's got more than everyone. It's Anyway, uh, we thought I thought that it might mean you'd have a useful perspective on, on this little uh, weird island that we're on. Um, okay. So, I've got a question for you. It's got a lot of words in it, so bear with me. Uh, let's, we're starting out with the presumption that we are doomed. Oh. Yeah, so let's take that as, a, as the first step. Uh, the first step on this is... We're doomed. Okay, so assuming we're doomed, uh, do you think we're more likely to become a forgotten backwater of insular, small-minded, get-off-our-islanders that learn to live with their deflated economy and world influence, or a big-headed shoal of little fish in a big pond, constantly shouting for attention, living beyond its means, and obsessed with its own faded glory to the extent that we do crazy stuff like put a, a colonial post-war 
colonial war criminal our money and probably declare war on someone big like China and get bombed lots before we eventually shut up. I feel like I just lost a few IQ points. Assuming we're doomed. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to walk me through that one. Okay, I'll just read it again at the same speed. Do you think we're more likely to become a forgotten backwater of insular small-minded get-off islanders that learn to live with their deflated economy and world influence, or a big-headed shoal of little fish in a big pond constantly shouting for attention, living beyond its means and obsessed with its own faded glory to the extent that we do crazy stuff like put colonial war criminals on the money and probably declare war on someone big like China and get bombed lots before we eventually shut up? Assuming we're doomed. The second one? (laughs) (laughs) They're both pretty tragic. I don't, I mean, that's just awful, isn't it? I don't think we're doomed. But that that is assuming that we're doomed. That's the great thing about the question. We're We're not doomed. Always start a question with... People, do not panic. Do not listen to him. No, but that's the great thing about that question. Uh, It starts on the understanding that we are doomed. So, you know. Okay, I'll go with the second one just because I have to pick one out of two. (laughs) It's probably the better one. It's probably the better one. I mean, not for us, but, you know, for the sake of your imaginations. I have to ask, did you write that question? Yes. I would like to put it out to the internet, but no, that's me. That was just this morning. I was just having to think. I was reading the news. That's what happened. Oh, I see. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm reading the newspaper, that's exactly. Mm. Yeah, I feel pretty doomed. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of me that kind of thinks the first option, which is us being this little quiet forgotten thing, is sort of like, a, you know, if I was looking back at the history of our country uh, from a future perspective as anybody, um, I was imagining myself in a history class looking at uh, the history of Britain. It would have made it would be a very nice, neat summation for our little uh, narrative arc. Little island, routinely invaded, never really big player, suddenly becomes the most powerful thing in the whole wide world goes bonkers with that takes over everything the reality of it becomes unstable it collapses and then sort of the general obsession with the fact that it used to be the case leads us to turn into a mad bunch of people living on an island saying we used to be great and uh we all sort of just turn into i'm trying to think of a thing that used to have an empire without being offensive to a country i'm just not going to say a country one of those countries i'm sort of swaying to the first one now it seems more probable. Yeah, I think I'm actually swinging towards the first one. But then you haven't, you've got to take into account Boris Johnson. Because if, you know... Hey, I didn't think we were allowed to discuss politics on here. Oh, it's okay. We're just um, providing entertainment. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. you let that one slip. I'm sorry. It was only, uh, I provided two options. I didn't express my own opinion. Both are very valid. I wrote the question. Okay. Yeah. Let's cover safe. up. Let's cover up. I'm digging holes. Uh, let's cover it up with a bit of Scott Walker. I've seen a hand. I've seen a vision. It was reaching through the. Scott Walker, talking about the fact that the old man is back again, uh, which is in brackets, dedicated to the neo-Stalinist regime. I have no idea why, but it kind of leads on nicely to what we're talking about. Uh, Somehow we've ended up talking about politics. I'm just hoping that one of us will counterpoint the other person's view, otherwise this will be breaking Ofcom regulations. So... I think we will definitely You express your own opinion. Yeah, you express your own (laughs) opinion, and I'll just counter it in a bloody-minded kind of way just simply to, you know, prevent us from getting in trouble. So, 
I had a follow-up question to the previous question, um, which is really what that question was all about, is the fact that I've been slightly obsessing over the fact that, you know, quietly, more, obsessing is a strong word, more just um, becoming resigned to uh, the idea that things could get pretty bad fairly soon, considering the way the world is right now. Um, so the question I have for you is, um, do you think it's likely we'll make it to the 22nd century without another world war? Just light, light wow. Tuesday morning conversation. What's the time? <laughs> it's, okay, I'm just letting everybody know that it is 11.47am and mm. we're talking about whether the world is going to come to an end, essentially. I think, yeah, I think children uh, need to be, in fact, no, the children are in school, they're not listening, it's fine. This there is, is pure, no better time. Mm, exactly, and the adults know about this stuff, so they're probably considering it as well. I hope not, obviously. <laughs> Good starting point. I think we'll both agree on that. Good to know. I'm unsure. And that's, I don't think, I think that's, that mm. says enough. Mm. I think the fact that I'm unsure is, um, Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. I took a very large bite of biscuits, so I'm going to have to just encourage <laughs> Ella to keep talking. Um, I was actually thinking about the long-winded question that you asked me before that mm. and saying about uh, the two options, whether... I think you probably have to correct me if I'm wrong, but one option was basically us being isolated and sort of being on our own, minding our own yeah, business, that exactly. sort of thing. And yeah. then the second was sort of the opposite and interacting with other countries, whether that Yeah, while not really having the right to. Yeah, just sort of sh- sitting there shouting about the fact that we're important while everyone else goes, you really just, sh- you're not important. And then we keep shouting. I was comparing it in the break to a sort of uh, North Korea, Kim Jong, various ending words. Uh yeah, you feel like it could be. I mean, considering Boris Johnson's gone and said to Russia, we're going to, I call for people to go and protest in front of your embassy. And you're like, dude, it's like, just, ah. I don't know. It feels like we're just stupid enough uh, to bait very large bulls while actually being a little ant. Yeah, I think we should probably look at what's going on in our own country before we interact with others that's that's sort of my base opinion i think Mm -hmm. we need to look after ourselves before we can look after other people Mm -hmm. um and so i think being a bit more isolated and trying and i mean it sounds horrible in a lot of ways but i think if you're trying to aid other, other people in other countries and to sort of save other people then you're sort of neglect you're neglecting your own Mm -hmm. and i don't I don't have the view that that's well, we do productive. Have, I see we have the problem, I think, where we are, as a country, inclined to um, get involved in other people's stuff um, under the banner of, as a lot of people do, under the banner of helpfulness, whereas realistically it's under the banner of we really like controlling things that you have so... Uh, we'd really rather prefer you not to be in charge and so on and so forth and regime change and... Yeah, I I think it's sort of virtue signalling a bit, sort of saying, I'm a really good person, so Mm. I'm going to help these other people who need help, which is great, Mm. but at the same time, does it make you a bad person if you're not even helping those who are Mm -hmm. 
close to you. I'm trying to filter my words right now. <laughs> no, I know. As to not it's a tricky thing be to express. too controversial. It's a tricky thing to express. And I think that there's probably a balancing act between the two. Yeah, that of needs course to be met. Balance. Yes, yeah. exactly. The, the unfortunate thing is that balancing acts aren't very easy to express in short, punchy, news-friendly, politician, ideal. Uh, it's You want to kind of say this and then do that, um, which doesn't really work for anything at all. Anything. So, yeah, it, it, this is the problem, I think, is uh, realistically grey areas, balancing acts, uh, other cliche phrases and... Yeah, we're not very good at those. We're in the we're, the world seems to be at the point where it's a bit sort of either or something this that the other bang no. Uh, mm. Yeah, mm. I think as long as we have a large government, it's sort of difficult to imagine that we as little people have much control. And the ones yeah. that do, I don't agree with. <laughs> It's all a very inconvenient situation, really. I like that. It's an inconvenient situation. Yes, that's, that's one way to put it. So, uh, to summarize, uh, reasonable chance of, of Third World War, um, likelihood of isolated backwater country, um, everything's a bit inconvenient. Yes. Cool, well. I think I think we all just need to be <clears throat> a bit more honest with what's going on. I think that's... Yeah. yeah, and don't try not to listen too much of what the mainstream media says because often they have an agenda. Yeah, that's it. We are the alternative media. Yes. So listen yes, to exactly. us. Yes, exactly. We're different people. It's We're true. not like them. I think we are. We are. We are objectively alternative in the sense that um, well, none of us are being paid, so that's pretty alternative. I mean, yes. if we if we literally have no stake in the game, we are stakeless. We can't afford steak. Yes. We're having corn burgers for various reasons. Uh, do you want to play a song? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Um, okay. Oh, is yeah. that just going into... Yeah, it's just already playing. Oh, okay. I knew that I did that on purpose, I'm sorry. Oh, all right. Let's okay. fade, it'll fade you in. I'm uh, going to play something a bit yeah. more mainstream. Okay, here we go. You okay. ready for this? Yeah. Break your old credentials. Sunshine, Maverick Sabres, I need... Oh, it's good. It's got a fade out. That makes it easier. I don't have to fade out myself. Uh, yeah, we've got a few minutes left. And we also have a new member of the show. Session. <laughs> Thanks. I feel so welcome. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what we'd call us. I mean, team seems unfair. We're not really... Could be a team. I've also fed her biscuits. Yeah, she's a biscuit. I've arrived and promptly been given biscuits. I know. It's pretty good, isn't it? This is all I ask. Uh, this is Sarah. Hi. Hello, Sarah. Uh, so... We have a Sarah, we have an Ella. I have a topic written down that related back to a Sarah. So I thought I'd get her involved in it. We've only got three minutes. That's plenty to cover this topic. The topic is the topic of hair dyeing. (laughs) 
I figured there's girls on the show. Cutting. Exactly. You're cutting edge. I'd get some really edgy material on, yeah. on the radio before it's wow. too late. Yeah. Well, I've got two girls in the studio. Let's talk about hair dye. Yeah, what else am I going to talk about? Hmm. I don't know no. what you girls Makeup. do. Makeup. I don't know. Hitting each, hitting each other with pillows. <laughs> putting on those big, big white shirts and wearing underwear and hitting each other with pillows. Mm, like in 80s films. Like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got us. That's what we do. Well, no, it, was ba- it came down to, uh, I'm trying, as always, look, what I do is I take the everyday and the mundane and I make it deep and important by observing it with great depth. So that's what I'm going to do now. Uh, I was going to raise the fact to Ella that Sarah, my partner, um, has been considering some hair dyeing. Mm, this is true. What? I think you have very lovely hair already. I don't think you need to dye it. Here starts, <laughs> here starts the problem. Because uh, you, you've got two... What colour are you going to go, Sarah? I'm considering bleaching it blonde, Ben. Ble- bleachy blonde, yes. Mm. And the problem with bleachy blonde is that uh, it's a very definitive choice. It is. No one's ever going to be sort of, oh, look at your natural hair. <laughs> That's yeah. subtle. Mm. Well, also because you've got dark eyebrows, I think. Mm. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be going for the natural look. Yeah, exactly. obviously. Now, the two sides of it obviously are be wild and carefree, just dye your hair. Who cares? Ha <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. Manic pixie dream girl stuff. Or... Uh, it's that, that versus you don't want to look like you're trying too hard to look like you're trying to be wild and carefree. See, I think that that that's your thoughts on it. That's very personal to you. And I'm, ex- I'm, express- I'm expressing Sarah's. Mm, no, so oh, is that yours as well? Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. We were at a festival recently where I noticed a number of girls with bleach blonde hair who looked like they were trying very hard to yeah. be unique and oh, edgy, yeah, I and I was I concerned I that I would look like one of those girls. Right. I pride myself on not. Yeah, I used to doing very much with my appearance. I used appearance. to like um, like brightly coloured hair and sort of being eccentric and all that. And I've I've gone off it. <laughs> being um, eccentric and all that. Yeah, being eccentric yes. and yes. all that. Uh, <laughs> to be specific. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just don't. I think you can be interesting in other ways, and I don't. I don't think it says a lot about you to. Dyer her bright I kind of that. want to do it for that reason because mm. I'm me and I think it would be unexpected of me and I definitely wouldn't be doing it to come across as eccentric I'd like to be really normal I think blonde I mean that's with, like, probably the least bleached hair yeah offensive out of all but the normal. things that you could dye I mean it's not like that's true Christmas not green or anything is it <laughs> talking I like would not neon, let you dye it Christmas neon, green pink have you dyed your hair Ella? Uh, yes, I have. Mm. What did you I do? I used to dip dye my hair. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought that I was really original for doing it because I think I was the first person in my school to do it. See, this is interesting, I guess. When you're in a school, you have a pretty clear understanding of where the boundaries are. Mm. You know that if you're the first person that you're aware of to do it, then that's actually good enough. You are being original and interesting. Mm. Whereas, obviously, once you leave school, your potential network becomes anyone within like 50 miles or anywhere you go at any point really you're just sort of one of the world aren't you, yes. you know what i mean you haven't got a system to, to be original in you have to just be one of the people that is alive in the country so i guess originality suddenly becomes a lot more challenging yeah i was, I was very intent on people knowing that i was different because i did i felt different i mean i'd, mm. I'd come from halfway across the world and mm just felt like a bit of an outsider so I think when people when a lo- not everyone but I think generally when people 
make their appearance really striking and out there it is sort of saying i'm different i feel a bit of an outsider Mm -hmm. but then at the same time they're creating a community of people who feel like outsiders Mm -hmm. so it's like you're not really an outsider it's genius i think it's a good system i think it's sad that people grow out of it i think it's it it becomes a bit sad and people go oh look at them hanging on to being different and weird i think that's almost why i want to do it actually because i think it would be unexpected damn it i'm 30 something and who cares exactly yeah exactly exactly. why should teenagers only be allowed to do this i love it when i see people who are in i mean as we've said going to festivals you just go and you're like oh look at you people you don't I think care. I just don't want to think about it too much. It's just like, oh, I, that sounds fun. I'd like Maybe to do that. Maybe too late for that. This has been about four months Shh. in the making. Yeah. Spontaneous. Yeah, I mean, you well, are, you are obviously thinking about it. It's not spontaneous. and impulsive. I've just realized we have gone past our time. So on that amazing bombshell of, of topic. Uh, on, on Sarah that, being a blonde bombshell. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, that's good. That's a good out. Okay, we've got to get out. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show, Ella. Goodbye. Thank you very much for having me. And briefly on the show, Sarah. Thank you so much. And a lot of good biscuit noises. Yes. Yeah, sorry. They shouldn't have given me biscuits. Let's play us out with a jingle. Because that's what we do. Goodbye. Goodbye. Better listen. Get ready or you're lonely girl.